Good morning. Well, or good afternoon or good evening, depending on when you're listening. I'm Helen Pinkett and this is the Inspired Souls podcast. I'm back with another episode. My my podcast, like buses, I haven't done one for ages and now I've recorded three in one week. So I'm on a roll and I'm really delighted to have Helen Hardware as my guest this morning. Good morning, Helen. How are you? Good morning. I'm great and thank you for asking me on. Well, it's great to have you here with Team Helen today. <laughs> All the H's. All the H's, yes, fantastic. So I'll just to introduce you to our listeners. So Helen is a spiritual coach and mentor who supports professional women to step out of the closet without worrying about what other people think so they can unleash the confidence to fulfill their soul's calling. I love this subject, Helen. This is really juicy and I'm so excited for our conversation this morning because this is something that I've been through myself and undoubtedly you have as well. So Definitely. let's um would you like would you like to introduce yourself in your own words and tell us a little bit about what you do now and then share with us your journey and how you got to be doing what you're doing now yeah sure so um as you said I'm a spiritual coach mentor and I help professional women step out the spiritual closet so that they can really embrace their wow and their woo and the, the what that means is when we are trying to bring our spirituality into the forefront of what we do it can bring up a huge amount of fear mm. I know because I've been there and I'll, I'll share a little bit more about that in a minute yeah. Um, but as I've worked with with clients, I really started to see that this wasn't just me. This was a pattern, and it was a combination of things from this life and from past lives. And we often, as spiritual women, have this deep calling. We have a real knowing of our spiritual connection. We feel our spiritual connection. We know that we're meant to do something. We might know what that is, or we might just have that nagging, gnawing oh. feeling that we're here to do something. But with no real clear idea of what exactly that is. So what I do is to help um, women both get over the fear of embracing their spirituality, bringing it into what they do, and being able to stand in their power and their light. But also, if they're then on that journey of not really sure about what that nagging feeling is telling them, is also to find that sole purpose as well and to bring that to the forefront and give them the confidence to fulfill it. Mm, yeah yeah so I uh, absolutely love this subject because it's it, when you get that calling and you get drawn to doing something there's no stopping it is there and when your gifts are opening up and, and you're learning about all this new stuff it kind of takes you off on a um a, a, a bit of a, of a path left the path um I can't think of the right words now there's a path less traveled yeah the path less traveled which you know people may look at it and think what are you doing or you're weird or you know and it, it's but I know certainly from my own experience that calling that you know that, that I've had was like well I've got to go do it and you've got to really let go of what everyone else thinks really it can be quite scary like you said the fears that come up are um really send you on a really deep inner healing pathway they really do I like to think of it as a magical mystery tour yeah. Um, it takes us into all sorts of weird and wonderful places that we didn't know existed but that that's such a special gift and it's something that we need to cherish and I think we probably do cherish it but there's also that part of us that's been in the logical world for so long especially as professional women where we really worry that are we losing the plot we don't always have a safe environment to talk about these things you know mm -hmm. if you're having 
weird dreams about aliens coming communicating with you in, in, in your sleep, or maybe you are communicating with those that have passed to the other side. You know, how do you have those conversations with and understand it and process it safely? So that's one of the things that I do is to create that safe environment, that safe space that we can talk about. There's there's nothing that's too weird. There's nothing that's too wonderful. Um, and it's just about that opportunity to offload. But coming back to your question about how did I get there? What's my journey been? So my background is very much rooted in the corporate world. I suppose if I go way back when to childhood, I always was quite spiritually minded. Um, I was very into crystal healing as a teenager and very much felt like an outsider, I think, growing up. But I always felt this deep spiritual connection. I went to a church school, but it never really washed with me. I felt that, you know, spirituality was something very different. And then, as we do, I grew up and kind of forgot about these things. Yeah. The real world took over, went into a professional career. I started out as a lawyer and I had crippling imposter syndrome. Okay. And I quit that after just a year of being a solicitor. Um, and then I went into financial services, Very all of which is very left brain, very logical. Yes. So when I hit burnout and I went through a spiritual awakening you know, and all these weird things started happening, it was it was surreal. And you start to think, you know, my health was failing as the universe does. It, it had given me some some signs, some little nudges. Um, and, and that was the start of my spiritual awakening. But I didn't listen. Um, I, I just dismissed them as, well, that's not logical. That couldn't possibly have happened. And I came, I just continued on the journey until the universe kind of went, uh-uh, it's time to pull the rug out from underneath your feet. Yeah. And uh, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia. So that really triggered a spiritual awakening mm. and I couldn't do anything. I had to learn to stop doing and start being. Yes. And I used that time to go deep and to start finding out who I was. Yeah, yeah, that's so, um, it happens to so many people. It's like we come into a crisis in our lives or we hit some trauma and that then goes, boom, here we go. This is the start of it all. And it's that really going inwards and we are so busy doing, 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 like you say, and these things that are happening that aren't logical, then we're forced to stop. We have to, to slow down. And then we start really connecting with our intuition and then trusting. I think trusting is a big one, isn't it? I think we have to learn to trust it as well. It's not necessarily something that comes naturally to most of us. Mm. Um, and certainly when I was in that phase, and I was starting to get that that knowing, that calling that what I was doing wasn't aligned with who I really was and that that need to help other people and to to work with others and to do something that makes the world a better place. And I think that's as spiritual women, that's really what that call is about for most of us, whether that is through working with nature, animals, people. It doesn't really matter. It's all about working your light and holding that space for, for others as well and it's it is scary because there's that fear of judgment well what are other people going to think you know when I was going through it I, originally my my first um, business idea didn't even get off the ground because I was so petrified about mm. what other people would think of me you know they knew me as a lawyer and as a professional would they think I'd gone crazy you know would they send for the many white coats and it's really quite intimidating and it's also frustrating because I sat there thinking, well, I'm a, a highly intelligent professional woman. Yeah. All I want to do is talk about this stuff. There are thousands of people out there 
doing this. And at the time I wanted to teach Kundalini yoga. I, I trained as a Kundalini yoga teacher. And my vision was to teach Kundalini yoga for burnt out athletes, because that, that's part of what I was as well. And I was thinking thousands of people a year become yoga teachers. So why can't I? What, what is this? What is this thing that's happening to me? And I had no idea at the time it was fear. Um, mm. It took then a real journey. I just felt like I was trapped between you know, two pieces of perspex hammering to get out yeah. and just not being able to. And it yeah. took me on a, a, a journey to really understand who I was, what those fears were, where those fears came from. Mm. Um, what I've really found was a whole you know, layer upon layer upon layer, as we all do. It's never really just one thing. <laughs> yes <laughs> I was bullied at school so that had triggered some things that it wasn't safe to stand out mm. and that people might criticize or judge or, or re reject me yeah um it also went back to past lives as well I saw a whole load of past lives where I'd been a healer and I'd rejected my healing abilities and skills and the message came through thick and fast you know it's time to break that cycle you know you have healing gifts and it's time to bring them so that was when I really started to bring spirituality into my hypnotherapy as well. Oh, wow. Amazing. So the two really marry up together so beautifully because it's gets going into the subconscious. And just, just going back to talking about past lives. So um, you mentioned before about the witch wound, mm. which is something that many women have, certainly this in our field, because of how in past lives we were treated if we were it is well actually just for being women really so it's yeah. something that really comes through in this life fears of standing out fears of being visible just fear of being too much fear of our gifts persecution rejection yeah, yeah. all of well, the above the list goes on and on and on doesn't it so yes. for you so how how did you so you said you did a lot of inner work yourself what techniques and how did you work through it if you don't mind sharing yeah absolutely so a lot of it was around learning to meditate for a start that made a big difference so yeah. I was very left brain logical my monkey mind was going crazy I was one of those people that said no no I can't meditate my brain's too active yeah. I had to learn to slow it down yeah um, but it's only when we slow down that we can go inwards and the best technique I found for that was a combination of actually things that marry over between the hypnotherapy that I trained in and the Kundalini yoga. There's tools and techniques that you can use that will help slow down your brain waves and help you get into a more neutral, calm state where you create that space to be able to receive those messages and those downloads. Um, so meditation was absolutely critical. Um, I used a lot of EFT. I did a lot of hypnosis, both working with other trusted therapists and doing self-hypnosis as well. I've had some phenomenal results just doing self-hypnosis um, and especially with past life sessions. Yeah. Um, I've, I've had some really exceptional past life insights just simply by regressing myself at home and then using various healing techniques, doing inner child healing work, um, EFT variations of EFT and development um, and certainly lots of different various hypnosis tools and techniques so for me as, as you said spirituality and hypnosis go hand in hand and it doesn't have to but they really do hypnosis enables us to change our brain waves and get into a frequency where we're just more receptive it's all about tuning ourselves like do you remember those old radios that used to turn with a dial it's just about learning to tune our brainwaves to those stages where we're receptive 
and we get that insight and then we can do the healing work and that might be journaling it's just like eft or tapping mm. um it can be um even just doing somatic movements and things yes oh completely there's so many different ways that we can use to heal and it's about finding the ways that fit with us individually and um, talking about eft i i use eft tapping every single day so i do my journaling in the morning and then if there's anything that comes up with that i then sit and tap on it or i just do some tapping about choosing what i how i want to choose to feel that day that kind of thing but it's so powerful i tap in the bath as well amazing sometimes I'm walking around say the supermarket and I'll be thinking about something maybe I need a quick decision or you know and I'll just be find myself tapping all just all the time now it's so um the the shifts I find I actually created um a video yesterday uh, tapping for seasonal affective disorder because I get a bit you know a bit down in the winter and in the morning I did a, a good round of tapping and I felt amazing afterwards and I was almost like oh really embracing this time of year so it's phenomenal when we work with energy and we tune into our intuition it's well this is why we love what we do isn't it because we see the results in ourselves and that's the work that we do to help others to do the same what I think really made the difference for me with EFT was understanding the logic and the science though when I first came across EFT I must admit I was a bit skeptical and a bit dismissive. You know, yeah. I did a few YouTube videos and I can't say I, I you know, I really noticed much mm. until I went and trained in it. And then once I understood how it helps the body to release those traumatic mm. um, energies that it's holding on to. And, the, you know, the fact that we're working with those pressure points that I really started to see the benefits of it coming in. So it really was something that, I was shutting out logically and dismissing. Mm. But once I understood the logic, the shifts that I started to get were really quite phenomenal. And and I love various variations of, of the technique as well that we can sort of you know tweak and amend to to get those results. But one of the other things I encourage my clients to do is is be aware of the little parts that come up. You know, we talk a lot about a part of me wants to be successful in my business, but a part of me is really afraid what other people are going to think. Or it might be a part of me wants to eat cake and another part wants to lose weight. Those types <laughs> yeah. of things. Yeah. Catch yourself. When you're using that language, ask yourself, what is it that that part that you're not so keen about actually wants? You yeah. know, that part of you that's afraid to put yourself out there that you're worried what other people will think. Mm-hmm. You know, how old does that part think you are? And just tune into it. It will tell you. And you can have a conversation with it. And quite often the part will tell you that you're four, five, six years old or whatever age it was that that part came into existence. And that part's just trying to help us in some way. You know, it's one of the other words for the, our ego states, which I'm, I'm not so keen on. Um, you know, I appreciate what an ego state is, but I think there's a, still a lot of misconception about what ego is mm-hmm. outside of the spiritual community. And those parts are in effect soul fragments. They're bits that have severed off of our whole with an agenda and that agenda is just to help us in some way so when you can find out how old that part thinks you are it's usually the age that it was created and you can have a conversation say hey I'm not four anymore you know what I can go to bed whenever I want I can get up whenever I want I can watch whatever I want on tv and I can drive I can use a credit card you know I really am a grown-up now and I recognize that you're trying to help me but kind of don't need you to help me in the way that you are Mm. 
when we have that kind of conversation with that part, obviously you can do that out loud, but for most of us, we do that in our mind. I do it walking down the street. Yeah. And I muscle test as well about oh, engaging yeah. with the part to get answers from the part. If I'm not consciously tuned in, yeah. I simply just ask yes or no questions and muscle test. Yeah. And we can get such shifts and healing just from doing that. Yeah, completely. And that's all by tuning into ourselves. We don't need, it's not external. You say muscle testing, that's a way of our bodies telling us and just tuning into our intuition and getting the answers. So it's, you know, these triggers as they come up, which I've certainly found, I don't know if you agree, the more deeper I've got on the healing journey, the more that they come up quicker yeah. and faster. But I can actually move through them super fast now. Yeah. We have the tools. Absolutely. Like hypnosis, muscle testing, energy, just all of the different things that we can bring in. It's incredible. And you can kind of like notice and feel them come up. All uh, right, I see you. And like you say, everything comes back, pretty much everything comes back from childhood as well. The magic ages between zero and seven. It, it does. And it, it goes back further as well. You know, we can develop in things in utero. Um, I've had many clients that have regressed to, to being in the womb and the things that they've heard, you know, their parents having conversations about maybe money, about how they were going to be able to afford to, to support a new baby. That's yeah. a common one. Or hearing their parents fighting about something um, and just being afraid that, you know, parents either aren't ready for them or that there are some other reasons that for, for whatever reason that tiny tiny fetus makes the assumption that they're not necessarily safe coming into the world um so I see a lot of that with clients going back all the way to to the time in the womb and, and that's not a, a criticism of, of parents I know certainly when I, I had some conversations with my parents because I went back to a few things in utero they were positive things in fairness but you know my mum was really worried that in effect, she caused any damage. And it's not about that. Everything in life is an experience. Our souls chose to come into our bodies yeah. at this time so we can have a particular type of experience because there's something our soul came here to learn, to experience and to grow. And that was, a, in effect, a contract that we made before we came in. So yeah. nothing in life is, is perfect. Nothing is a disaster. Everything's just an opportunity to learn and grow. Oh, yeah, absolutely, completely, I, yeah agree with all of your all of what you're saying there so just skipping back to your spiritual awakening as well because I'm just um interested to hear because we're talking about the weird and wonderful things that happen during that would you be happy to share any experiences that you went through that you were like oh <laughs> yeah absolutely listeners who may be going through an awakening themselves and wondering if they're going completely crazy <laughs> yeah well the, the very first time um I'd not long been doing kundalini yoga it was a few months before I went through my burnout and this is what I mean about the universe was sending me little signs yeah. um I was very stressed I'd gone through a promotion at work and um wasn't necessarily too too happy about where I was in life um mm -hmm. felt very vulnerable that imposter syndrome that I'd had when I was a solicitor came back to haunt me mm -hmm. and as I was doing yoga at home on my own in the house on my own and I was really deep into meditation as I was going through my physical practice and all of a sudden this voice popped into my head and said you are enough now it was the first time I'd heard that phrase so that was one thing but I didn't think it. It was my voice in my head, but I hadn't thought it. And it was such a strange experience to have this intruder in my head. 
communicating in my own voice. And that was a big freak out moment. You know, I opened my eyes and, and looked around the room and it was a kind of, <laughs> oh, shit, what was that kind of moment? Yeah. It really did freak me out. Yeah. And I kind of thought, OK, that was weird. Mm. Let's chalk that up to experience. And I carried on and finished my practice and grabbed my journal afterwards and wrote all about it and kind of went, well, I don't know what that was, but it's very, very strange. And then I kind of just forgot about it. It wasn't a big deal, but I didn't understand the words either. When they said you are enough, it was, what What do you mean? I'm enough. Of course I'm enough. Yeah. And I had no idea that I had this subconscious belief that I wasn't enough. And that was what was driving the imposter syndrome. I had a lot of fear and anxiety in my job, absolute crippling fear of making mistakes, which meant that, you know, I was then in hypervigilance all the time. And ultimately that's what led to me going through a burnout. Um, to be in that that constant fight and flight and like you say be hyper vigilant all the time of course that is the way to to burn yourself out completely sorry carry on jumped in there that's okay and then a few months later on my healing journey um when I'd been really quite sick as I was starting to recover and I was going through the spiritual awakening I felt called to work with crystals again and I found a, a local course. I'd worked with crystals quite a bit as a teenager and mm. spent all my pocket money on <laughs> thunderstones and books and all yeah. sorts of things. But I hadn't touched it for many, many years. Yeah. And when I came back to it, I went on this course. And as we do when we go on healing training courses, we, we always swap around being the, the, the client and the therapist. Mm. And when I was the client, the lady that was being my therapist said, I've downloaded a message for you. Mm. I've got to tell you that you are enough. Oh, and I kind of, yeah, that was my response as well. (laughs) That's interesting and a bit weird because I hadn't told anyone about this experience. And then a few months later, a friend who is um, now a medical intuitive, but at the time, certainly I would say was probably in the spiritual closet herself, Mm -hmm. sent me a text message. It was just a meme and it said, you are enough. But again, she knew nothing about that. And that was the point where I threw my hands up in the air and went, okay, (laughs) I'm listening. Yeah. What do you want me to do about this? Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. All the nudges that we get and all of these signs and messages, it's worth listening to them, isn't it? (laughs) Well, they really are critical. And as I said earlier, if we don't listen, the universe will find a way to make us listen. Yeah. And I was reading um, uh, an an article or a blog the other day with a a coach that was saying, you know, isn't it such a shame that people get to places, you know, in effect, rock bottom before Mm -hmm. they make these significant life changes? And I was reading it thinking, yeah, but it's the rock bottom that is the catalyst. That's, you know, if we think of it as a combustion engine, that's the spark that drives the change we're not necessarily aware of it or embrace, you know, want to embrace it before we hit that rock bottom. And I'm really grateful for that rock bottom as well. The, the spiritual depth that it gave me, it was my dark night of the soul. Yeah. I mean, it made me question everything about who I am. All the things that I thought I was were labels by the things that I did. You know, I was a triathlete. I used to do Ironman triathlons. I used to do a lot of cycling and I labeled myself by all these achievements yeah. and that was suddenly stripped away. And I had to discover who I was and mm. then learn to accept and love myself and that wouldn't have happened if I'd not gone through that and of course knowing that you are enough stripping away all of that all of that stuff underneath within you are completely enough already 
It is. And I think it's the number one belief. That's really what I see with, with my clients. When we get to a point where they realize that the limiting belief that's holding them back is that they're afraid that they're not enough. Yeah. That's when I know we've got to shift. That's the point where we can do the inner healing, but we've got to become aware of it and almost surrender to that knowledge and accept it that that is where we've been. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be our future. Yeah, absolutely. And everybody is enough. And it's just all of these beliefs and these stories and things that we've picked up all the way through. And I think it's, um, yeah, spiritual healing 101, isn't it? It's, it's working with clients to build up their self-belief, their confidence, and to know that everything is within and everybody is enough. You strip away all this conditioning and all this, bullshit stories that that we aren't it's yeah incredible work that you do Helen so do you combine how how do you work with clients I'd love to hear do you combine several modalities yeah it's a real mix and what I would say is I've got a large toolkit but what I do is work with the client it is all about where they are and what they need and so it's about understanding which tools will best help them. And so I combine hypnosis, meditation, EFT, um, part therapy, timeline therapy, all sorts of different tools and techniques. That And past life regression is a big one. Um, and, you know, helping us connect to whether it's childhood issues, past life issues, um, and then doing the the shadow work to really release that and become aware of our, our thoughts, our beliefs, and learn to let them go and to be able to reprogram the mind you know we, we talk about hypnosis quite often as the mind is a bit like our phone and we've got various apps running on it and the apps are our beliefs mm. but we upgrade our phones and our apps quite regularly when was the last time most of us consciously upgraded our beliefs yeah. and it's such an empowering thing if we can do that just because you believe something doesn't mean it's true and that's one of the first things i ask clients when they tell me something is is that true and it's interesting how many will say, well, it's true for me. Yeah. And that's a big sign. If something is true for you, it's not true. It's just a belief. Yeah. And beliefs can be changed. Yeah, absolutely fascinating. And I love um, past life regression. Don't you find that absolutely fascinating how we can go back and tune into lives that we've had beforehand and how that stuff impacts us today? So all this stuff, is is really in us you know but can be cleared because we walk around and we have these fears or beliefs that might not have come actually come from this life I know before how we said childhood but it as you said it stems from before it could be thousands of years ago as well our souls carry all sorts of baggage so you know when we are I suppose first created as souls we're in effect pure clean you know whatever you want to perceive that by but souls are are designed to go through experiences that is the whole point of having a journey and we've been through many many journeys and we've been through many lives and some of those lives might be on earth and some of them might be in other dimensions or the galaxies i've had clients that have regressed to um, other planets where they're earth-like planets where they're not earth-like where maybe they're almost animalistic or completely different to what we are clients that regress to being uh, light beings in other dimensions and it's phenomenal the experience the the breadth of experience there is no limit it's so incredible and everyone's story is so unique 
that said, I definitely have seen some trends in it. I've had several clients completely unrelated go back to, and give me descriptions of very similar sounding planets, uh, which I find really, really interesting. Um, and every single one of them is, you know, when I've asked what the name of the planet is, has come back with very similar answers, not necessarily with the name, but in the sense of saying to me, it's not a planet that's known of. Ooh. And they've all come out with the same answer. And, and I find that really amazing. But but likewise, past lives on Earth. You know, I've had clients that have been able to validate facts. Um, one of my clients, when I asked her what they called her in that life, came back with a name, which I just made a note of and we moved on. And that's a yeah, standard part of the process. Yeah. And she described being in an African tribal community and she was seeing the women sat around the fire, basket weaving, cooking. And afterwards, when she Googled it, the name she'd given me was the name of the tribe. Oh. And they were known for their basket weaving. Yeah, that's incredible. All those things you just said, I have got the goosebumps all over me. So that's incredible. How, how interesting. I could li literally listen to past life stories all day long. I've had a regression myself a couple of times and been like amazed at how powerful it is and how clearly you can see and feel things. But then when you come out, it's like, it's got because beforehand I remember being a little bit afraid about what I was going to see or how it was going to affect me but actually it was it was completely safe and and fine so it's so interesting how you can bring all of these things in all of these different tools and really combine them to create a totally unique experience for all of your clients it's amazing work that you're doing Helen keep keep doing it keep helping women to step forward and really step into their power I think it's so important to um you know there's there's a real shift isn't there going on at the moment so it's great to see so many people now kind of following their calling and stepping out so how do people contact you how do people find you i will put all of your details in the comments but if you want to um give yourself a shout out and let people know how they can work with you and can find you then now's your time Yep. Um, so you can find me on Facebook. I'm just facebook.com slash Helen Hardware. Um, or you can find me on Instagram at soulful underscore confidence. Um, or you can find my website, which is just helenhardware.com. Amazing. Thank you so much. And like I said, I will put all of your details in the show comments as well so that people can come and find you. So just before we leave, before we wrap up, do you have any words of wisdom you'd like to listen uh, to leave to our listeners today? Absolutely. There's never been a safer time than this to embrace your spirituality and to step out of the spiritual closet. You know, though in millennia gone by, we might have been persecuted and rejected for having beliefs that are outside of the norm. Mm -hmm. This is your time. This is your time to shine the light. There's never been a time that's safer than this. There's more and more people waking up. And because of technology, you can find your tribe, even if it's not in the people that are immediately around you. Mm, absolutely. Oh, that's a beautiful way of putting it because community and finding like-minded people is really key I've certainly found anyway so thank you so much and thank you for sharing and being an amazing guest this morning it's been really really lovely talking to you I will be sharing this far and wide so thank you so much Helen team Helen this morning <laughs> thank you for having me it's been great brilliant take care then Helen and I'll see you soon and thank you to all of our listeners